Hey, 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 welcome to the groundbreaking 12-week live podcast series that delves deep into the heart of the hairdressing world, promising to change the way you view you and your salon experience forever. Hosted by the dynamic duo, myself and Mariana, two seasoned hairstylists with a passion for innovation and authenticity. This podcast is your guide to unlocking the power of change from the inside out. With candid live discussions, expert insights, and the t- and a touch of humor, myself and Mariana create a safe and inspiring space for listeners to embrace change, boost their self-esteem, and unlock their true potential. Are you ready to step into a world where hairdressing is more than just a service, but a path to personal growth and empowerment? Join me and Mariana on the new series and be part of the movement that's changing the hair industry from the inside out. Your journey to renewed confidence and self-discovery starts here. Episode nine. So if you've been with us so far on the last eight episodes, if you haven't, go back and uh, check them out. So today is the rites of passage. So rites of passage are the ancient sacred doorways that lead us from one chapter of life to the next. They are the rituals that mark the profound transitions into existence, guiding us through the labyrinth of change. From birth to adolescence, from marriage to elderhood, these rites serve as the timeless touch points, binding us to our culture, our heritage, and our very humanity. They are the ceremonial threads that weave the fabric of our identities, helping us find meaning in the chaos of existence. Rites of passage are the crucibles in which we are forged the thresholds where we shed our old skins and emerge transformed. They teach us resilience, humility, and the enduring power of our shared human experience. In these profound moments, we transcend the ordinary and step into the extraordinary forever etching our stories into the records of history. So let's get started in the comments. So let us know where you're from and if you're watching live or you're watching the replay. So please share this live. Make sure to heart it up and let the social platform know that you're enjoying this content. So what are three words that come to mind when you think of rites of passage? Share them in the comments. So, and please feel free to share your comments as we chat, put them in the comments and we can chat and put you in the Q&A. We can also bring you up because we like to celebrate you and let's dive deep and let's join uh, Mariana with us. Welcome, Mariana. Can you believe it? It's already nine. We're on already nine and only three more to go after this. So it's been an incredible series. As I say, it's a, it's a 12 part series. This is number nine. 
Um, so rites of passage and rites of passage is something that we all go through in the salon. Our clients go through in the salon. We're one of the few people where we kind of see the lifespan of our clients from a kid coming in to going to school, to graduating, to getting married, to being parents themselves, to being grandparents, to retiring, to having their own kids. It just goes on and on. It's, it's that circle, that circle of life. So today we're talking about the rites of passage. So let's kind of dig in deep and we'll start with Mariana. Good morning, everybody here in Australia and good evening for everybody in Canada. So nice to be here again. Um, yeah, and speaking about a really big subject again, I think they're all big subjects, hey, Brad? Yeah. Um, I don't think we've had it in the nine mm. episodes that we've actually um, produced. But, yeah, today's it's a really deep one. I mean, we started last week with magic and that, you know, this is – that. Entering that doorway of magic last week is, is the entry point of stepping into transformation. And part of transformation mm -hmm. awareness is understanding the theory and the culture and the history behind the rites of passage and behind the cultural um, um um, the cultural engagements that go on through many different cultures to this day where rites of passage in people's transitional periods in their life are celebrated. And hairdressers do it every day and they have no idea. And I started noticing it that I was doing it when I became a therapist and I was actually working in a very conscientious way in my in my space and I started realising, because I'd studied rites of passage at this point, and I started to realise, started seeing all these rites of passage clients showing up in my chair. And just to give a little bit of a broad understanding for listeners today or watchers, um, rites of passage the rite of, a rite of passage is a client in the salon, the reflection of this, is a client that's sitting in your chair and going, I'm going through a change. I need something different, right? As soon as a client says that to you, there is something much deeper innate within them that is shifting. And if hairdressers are empowered and they have the skills and the knowledge and the tools to understand what these transitional these transitional moments in people's lives really are about. Being able to transform a client from the inside out, this is where it begins. You know, we went into inner states and understanding people's arousal states and knowing how to deal with them, and now we're actually really taking a look at what are people really experiencing what is going on in their life? How can you actually bring it down into a, an understandable package of going, okay, this person is um, maybe leaving a job, you know, like they're, they're, they're shifting careers. They're going from being a manager maybe to a, 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 um, a partner. There's a transitional period because what's happened is their psyche, their whole being needs to shift into stepping into this new person, this new version of themselves. So it's like really taking the 
finite details of characteristics of, of transitional moments, of rites of passage that people go through and being able to bring that in to a session with your client. Now, I don't know if you're excited about this because I, I, I've been doing this for 20 years and I love mm -hmm. this part of it. You know, it's like... Mm -hmm not just about the hair it's really taking the internal fabric of a client and allowing that to inform how we're transforming a person like making that a part of the hair change making that a part of the shape shift which i like to say because that's mm. what's going on you're you're taking a client from one shape to another shape you're mm -hmm. taking Client from one position to another position. You're taking a client from one essence of being to an upgrade, a shape shift into a new essence of being. So it's so there, culturally there, sitting in your chair, this viable, rich tapestry of information that's going on in your client that informs you on what to do next and they have all the information there for you exactly well you brought up and you're, you're talking about shapeshifters but I, I don't think it's in the way that that we think because i saw a program and they were talking about one of my friends he he talks about a lot of stuff like this where he said everybody's a shapeshifter because they are, because if you look at yourself from 10 years ago to sometimes even the next day, you look different, you transform, you change, you grow. And with rites of passage for me, it's really all about growth. It's a next level growth. Um, so, so growth can be painful or growth can be something that puts you in a new, I don't say ascended state, but it, it puts you into where an awakened state. I think is a better word. So when you're in a new awakened state, then you kind of change. You have that shift that's happening. So you're shifting, but also your clients are shifting. Like you said, you can take somebody who's a manager. Now they're a partner. So now they have a lot of new responsibilities. Now they're shifting into a new role. Now they're, you know, and it depends on, on how that is for them. That could be exciting. They're ready for it. They've been training for it for their whole life. Or it could be something that's totally freaking them out because they're full of fear and they're like what does this new position now mean for me can i handle it can i do it can i you I mean obviously you you have to i i always say jump in if you're afraid to swim just jump in the pool <laughs> you know i mean you're you're either going to sink or swim so either you're going to yell for help for assistance or you're going to learn how to you know flap your you know wings so to speak or move your arms so you can swim in that environment but i think that and and as we are guides for our clients who listen we're kind of there for them so when they're saying hey i have a new job this is what it is i think they come to you because they want some reassurance they want your opinion maybe or what do you have to say or maybe you're easing them into a more professional look from what they started with they may be coming in to somebody who was just a worker manager now there's somebody who has to look more conservative or more um to an to you have to now match to that environment but still keep their authenticity while you're doing it mm. as well mm. Um, one of the beautiful things where you were just talking there is like the word that came to me was upgrade 
So maybe um, our listeners will probably resonate with this a lot more. It's like they, they come, our clients come to us for an upgrade. They come for us for a service. They come for us for a tune-up, whatever you want to call it, you know. And sometimes they come to us for a full transformation. Sometimes they'll come in and they go, you know what, this isn't suiting me anymore. This is not who I am anymore. I mean, how many people that, that are listening right now have they have ever heard that statement this is not me anymore i i, I don't want to be this person anymore i i don't i'm not resonating with this anymore it's not it's not who i am anymore these are the kind of statements that we're looking for when we really know that we're at the precipice of a, of a rite of passage with somebody and so key words that i want to bring into today's conversation is like listening to those key words when somebody walks in and they're sitting in your chair and they're going hey I don't want to do this anymore I want to change and then taking the consultation you know going back into communication and and taking you know taking the time out to sit with your client and really ask open questions so that you can really get as much information about what is going on for your client so that you can serve them and meet them at the highest level to that change. And it's not just about I want to go from brunette to blonde. It's mm -hmm. it's it's about it's about why 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 is why are we choosing to do a color change or why are we choosing to chop all your hair off or why are we choosing to do that what is the purpose because when you attach when you attach a, a situation a rite of passage that a client is moving through to their external look what happens is there's an association, there's a lock, there's a resonance that occurs from the inside to the out of the client. And what happens is you're actually creating an alignment. And this is really important. This is when we actually start getting to this awareness that you're creating internal and external alignments with your clients, then you're actually eradicating trauma in, the, in your client's body. You know, you're mm -hmm. like, there's no room for trauma to occur because you're taking your time to really understand what's going on internally with your client and you're not trying to make it up in your head. You're really being advised by your client's transition. You know, and just as an example of what a rite of passage is, and I'm going to use this and I'm not being religious, so I'm not being any of those things. I'm just going to share this because it's a very well-known rite of passage and it's a bar mitzvah. And the reason why I'm going to share this is because it's a very world-known world transition from when a child moves out of childhood into teenagehood, into mm -hmm. the first stages of adulting, and they celebrate this moment in that child's life and I'm just using it as an example so please don't get upset that I haven't used your religious faith or because it's not about a religious faith mm -hmm. little comment but it's like we're, we're celebrating we're celebrating and next week we're going to talk about ritual and how to actually celebrate these rites of passage and the importance of it but we're celebrating transitional moments in our client's mm -hmm. life and we're a part of that with them and don't kid yourself, hairdressers. You are a very big part in your clients' lives. You are a huge part in your clients' lives. You are probably the only person that's seen, if you've had clients for years, you're probably the only person that has seen a client 
from their 20s to beyond. You're the only person that they've seen on a regular basis, shared all their stories with, and you know their life inside out. So really starting to acknowledge this absolute honour that we're gifted with in being a part of another person's life in this way, I feel like it's really important that we start educating ourselves and understanding these fundamental fundamental pieces of knowledge like rites mm-hmm. of passage so that when we're doing our work, we do it professionally, we do it aware, we do it conscientiously so that we're, we're able to really create that shape shift in a client with a professional standpoint, not fumbling through the dark and going, oh, maybe we should go blonde or maybe we should go red. Or mm-hmm. it, it really has no texture or 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 um or threads that really bring it into the internal landscape. Exactly, and and going back even even a little bit earlier, like like most people as to say they do teens or the kids going into their teens, but sometimes it's even earlier if you do kids they're getting ready for their first day of kindergarten. So that's a big thing because it's also traumatic for some of the parents. Some parents are like, thank goodness this kid is going to school. Some kids are like, no, I want to stay at home. But other kids are like, they're out the door. They're ready for the bus. They want to get and meet new people. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of us as stylists don't realize how big that rite of passage is for that client. For them, it's a big deal to... As I say, um, become a teenager, go to school for the first time, um, have that first, like I say, um, when you're going to college or going, getting married, now you're a married person, you know, like all these things that are huge and just somebody saying, hey, let's add some highlights. I don't think really compliments a lot of times what's really going on for them because it is a big thing. And I think when we connect energetically, which we've talked about before, you get into their experience, you get into that excitement, you get into and where you're making that magic happen for them, because now they're going to that rite of passage to maybe a different type of person, evolved person, or now they have new facets they never had before, because now they're dealing with new things they never had before, or going away to college, and now they have like different interests, different things, different, and what they thought about before college because they lived at home. Now it's a whole new experience because now they're going to live on campus. Now they're going to be on their own for the first time. They're going to be, that's more than just what you do with hair because a lot of people, how they express themselves, especially to, I remember, you know, you go to high school, I don't know if people remember this, always the first day of school, everybody whips out the gel. <laughs> You know, that that's the day they're going to reinvent themselves. That's the way it's going to be their first day of school. I'm going to be really cool. I'm going to whip that gel out or I'm going to use hair products by the second or third day. They're gone, but they want to. But that's their rites of passage. And they're doing it through product, through a different look. And obviously, who are they going to see for that different look? Obviously, us, the person behind the chair who should be talking with them, looking at them, not talking to the mirror. And I think that's one thing people miss too. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we mentioned that before, but when you're actually talking to your client, talk to your client. Don't talk to them through the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like actually face them, be at eye level. So mm-hmm. if you have to scoot down a little bit, scoot down, but actually connect with them and not just talk to a reflection of them in a mirror. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really be there and be present and be mindful 
There's, there's something that happens when you do that. Um, what happens is um, your eyes are connecting, which actually connects you into the soul of the person and your heart is connecting. And what's important is in that frequency when eyes and hearts are actually facing one another, the, the, the energetic resonance that goes on, and this is, this, is the, this is the energetic communication that's going on, and you're building this field between you. And I think I've spoken about this in another podcast from memory, and there's a field that goes on between you and that client, and it needs that face-to-face engagement for that field to occur. And even though in Evolve, you, there are like when when you're, I'm taking you through map and you're learning about mirror alignment process and actually how to work with the mirror in a therapeutic way to engage your client to unpack their internal landscape this is a whole other there's a whole other process with how do you work with that but when you're initially and I want to come back to to talking to children mm-hmm. because a lot of hairdressers I find really don't take working with children seriously they, I, I, I get a lot of, oh, God, I've got another kid in that's coming in for a haircut. Oh, my God, it's going to take me an hour to do this haircut and I'm not going to make much money out of it because it's a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And what about if we actually shifted that? What about if we actually took a look at it and gone, you know what, that child is your client today but is your client for the future. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is a, this is a client forever. But more importantly, you have a responsibility to give that child a really positive experience being in the salon because a lot of kids are traumatized by hairdressers. They're, they're mm-hmm. petrified of going to the hairdressers because they're forced, they're, they're actually held. I know hairdressers and parents that have held their clients, their kids screaming mm-hmm. to give them a haircut. And what would happen if you actually took the time out and charged for the hour that it's going to take you to do this haircut, whatever that is? But what about if you actually took the time and actually sat with your the child that you're just about to cut and got on their level and had a conversation with them and gone, hey, and found out what they're into, what's going on in their life, how are they feeling, who they are, like you would any other mm-hmm. client. What you're building there is this incredible opportunity for this child to feel safe, for this child to open, and for this child to be also authentically reflected. Because believe it or not, they want to be. They -hmm. actually want to be given a haircut they want, not a haircut that their parents have told them that they have to have. And you can have this dialogue with the parents as well and go, if they've brought them to you, then obviously the parents trust you as a stylist. So you can have a conversation with the parent and go, can I actually see your son or your daughter privately so that I can actually have a conversation with them about what they would like and explain to them why that that is important for them. You know, it's important for them to feel heard, to feel seen and to be validated for being an individual person with their own mm-hmm. mind and their own wants so working with kids in this way and this is a rite of passage this is really important like the first time a client a a child comes to a hairdresser for a haircut is a rite of passage with you that is a rite of passage so yeah deal with it with empathy and compassion and understanding very important right that one 
Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, exactly. And it also gives the child, uh, you know, to learn choices, right? To make a choice of what they want. Uh, and if you see a 10 or 12 year old uh, client now that comes in, that's very different than a 10 year old or 12 year old client that came in 20 years ago or 30 years ago, because what they're getting now is like almost adult like as opposed to a bowl cut or, a, you know, something just like everybody had or a surf or, a, you know, like some of these 12 year olds now look like they're 20 or 15 or old. They look older. They look more mature than they did when. But I think with doing children's hair, yes, they want these adults uh, styles. But I think it's important to really allow the kid to be able to express themselves, but still allow a child to be a child. And I mm -hmm. wouldn't put images on them that really aren't them. You know what I mean? Because they see it in a magazine or they're, they're crazy about this, this favorite pop star and this is how they look, mm -hmm. you know, then they're just following what that person looks like. It's not really them. Then, then they're just like everybody else who has this, Hey, Oh, so-and-so like the, like years ago, the eighties, early nineties. I mean, there was a movie ghost with Demi Moore. Everybody wanted the Demi Moore haircut or Jennifer Anderson from friends or like all those. But then you had everybody that was not being like, I'm say authentic, but they wanted it. But because they all look now, they all conformed to an image that may or may not have been them. Like that looked great on those actors you know, for, for whatever role they were playing, but that's not necessarily real life, you know, and, and obviously with them, they ended up growing it out because it wasn't them either. They were just doing it as a role. So, but when you're in your authentic self and you're really connecting with what you want, I understand there's lots of people that don't know what they want, but mm -hmm. then that's when you have that deep connection where you help them and guide them to f just eliminate everything that's not them. So whatever's left is what is them, <laughs> you know, and not to get frustrated, not to get. And I know there's some people that choose and that could be their boundary and say, I don't work with children and you have your reasons why. Maybe you're traumatized. Maybe it's it's too much work. Maybe it really tests your patience or things like that, you know, and, and say maybe. But that, like, again, I've had clients the same where I started the lifestyle life cycle early as a child. They grew up, they graduated, they got married, they had their own kids. So I ended up having that child as a, a, for a lifetime, plus then their own kids continuing. Some people choose not to do children because they find it's easier for them, which is fine if that's your, your boundaries and your, your, you know, what you're comfortable with. Always be strong with what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wouldn't say don't be a salon that says we do everything when you don't. Mm. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful if you say we do this and then you give the client or you give the client to a stylist who doesn't really like doing that service or they're not good at it and they haven't upgraded. So same sort of thing, that rites of passage where they need to go to get the up upgrades, get the the downloads to get the upgrades to get the ascension. <laughs> so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole mouthful there, isn't there? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it's a really, it's a really big, it's a really big topic, you know, it's a really, really, really big topic in terms of how we navigate and understand change, you know, like I, I suppose we've come in, we're, we're in a, we're in an industry where we, we 
actually change people for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, mm-hmm. it, it actually surprises me. It still surprises me to this day that we have been changing people for a living forever and we still don't understand the culture of change and and have the language of what change really means what how it shows up in a person's psyche in a person's experience in a person's life in a person's transition and transformation what that actually means and yes we've kept it linear where um, yet we've only just made it mean, oh, they're going through change, let's just change your colour, and we've kept it in a very linear format. But I feel like as we're evolving, as we're evolving as a humanity, as we're evolving as a, a, as a, a people, it's where we're, we're also more, more um, subject to information, to knowledge, to understanding of all of these different things that go on in our worlds, like outside of the narrow-mindedness because we have information in our hands now on a tablet on a phone there's constant information download so it's like if we're keeping ourselves uh, aware of what's what the human experience what it encapsulates like what it encapsulates to have a client what does it mean to have a person to work with a whole person? And we we're talking about holistic, the holistic model before we got on. And, you know, like I've had a lot of people ask me questions of what is holistic? What does it mean to be holistic? And I'm, I'm, this, is, this is one of the things. There's many things. You know, that's why Evolve is 12 modules. But there are many things that make up a holistic model. And this is one of them. One of them is understanding how to move through transitional periods with your clients, Mm -hmm. how to understand the markers, you know, that show up in your chair. Like you were just saying, we were just talking before about a bar mitzvah, you know, like a a child moving from 12 to 13 and they have this beautiful celebration of their transitional rights from moving from one part of their world into another another indigenous with our with our origines here and that is actually walkabout and it's a very similar ritual they actually take their boys out on walkabout because that's they're actually training them to be men and that's Mm -hmm. the transition so it's like these this is like i'm talking about culture now like community and culture and beyond and we all have culture woven into us. We all are a part of some sort of background. I mean, I'm Egyptian, so I have great culture, ritual, ritualized culture and transitional markers in my timeline because of my cultural background. So why I'm bringing this in is like, understand the culture of your client understand the background understand where they come from and why these elements are important to them because one thing i've learned in my 20 years of doing this work when you weave the culture the essence of that person's life into everything that you do with them it gives it meaning and sense so the haircut transcends itself because it's not just about the haircut anymore it's about mm-hmm. how this client comes together in your chair how this client self reflects now transforms now it shapeshifts now mm-hmm. into a new version of themselves you know so it's like 
it's 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 a it's deeper than let's go blonde <laughs> exactly and when and when they're in your chair so a quote came to mind by seneca that said more trauma happens in your imagination than happens in real life mm -hmm. so a lot of times what we're thinking about or what the client's thinking about may be only imagined but it's not really truth so i think us as guides that's what we kind of you know, we're, we're kind of doing a lot of things when we're behind the chair, as you say, and we're guiding them because as you say, like, I think it's tough for them to imagine sometimes what they're going to look like, what it's going to be like. They have expectations from, you know, family members, spouse, friends, work environment that they mm -hmm. have to live up to. So a lot of times they could be sitting in your chair and they're everything, all the scenarios go through their head you know, mm -hmm. what's happening and what's all that kind of stuff. So you have to remember that too, that when you're explaining, I think, terminology, that that you do it in the most gentlest form, that they understand it. Um, it just say like, just, just even as you say, not, I'm going to dye your hair, we're going to color your hair, or I'm going to just grab some bleach, I'm, I'm going to mix up some bleach and throw it on your head. Um, <laughs> no, we, we, I'll mix some lightener. Right. So in your languaging, it really makes a big difference because if somebody says bleach to you, something comes to their mind. It's traumatic. It freaks them out. Maybe they had a bad experience. Dried their hair out. Lightener sounds better. Or we're going to die, which means like, are they going to put, are, is it so loaded with chemicals? Is this going to kill me? You know, or is this, I'm going to color, right? Or, or whatever. But usually it's so, you know, your, your skin is the largest organ and 60% and actually goes directly into your bloodstream. So you mm -hmm. have to be careful with how you word and your terminology, I think is, is the same. And the, the rites of passage, because we also have from, as I say, like you said, a bar mitzvah, we become a man or a bat mitzvah where you're becoming a woman. But then you also then have in other cultures, sweet 16, where you're not an adult. You're like the pre-adult, but you're not a kid anymore. So you you have a little bit more now as, as, as a teenager, you have a little bit more independence. Your parents are going to maybe leave you home more. Or now you have to babysit all the other siblings, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So more responsibility is given to you, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's, and we start too, and we communicate with our clients, especially when you start young, you give them the responsibility of let's discuss, let's choose who is this new person that you're, I don't say molding into, but that you're creating. Because as I say, we're always evolving, we're always creating. You may have some clients that have the same hairstyle for 25 years. They get the same set, the same comb out, the same whatever, that sort of thing. And, and maybe that's them, that's just who they are. But there's other people that, you know, I, I have a quote, I say, change, change your life as often as you change your underwear which means you should be constantly evolving all the time, right? And, and if you don't change, then obviously you stink. Your life will stink <laughs> sort of thing. But it, but it makes it funny, but, it, but you should really constantly grow, whether that means you go for a walk, whether it means you read a book or 10 pages of a book, whether that means you listen to a new mentor, whether that, so that's always evolving you as well. So, and that's going to change some of your inner to reflect some of your outer because the more you read the more you listen even if you've been lift, listening since day one to these podcasts um i i have to say there must be some transformation that must have taken place 
in like from one to nine in our podcast. Even if it's one nugget of gold that you heard or one change that you made, that's now transforming you and morphing you and allowing you to, to you know, shift your shape mm. into, into more of a unique, authentic you. Mm. I want to go back to language, Brad, mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, I feel like what stops a lot of hairdressers is their, I, I suppose maybe their shyness or their um, maybe not aware, their lack of awareness with when, when we actually start learning new things, when we start actually developing new neuro pathways in our mind and start understanding, expanding the, the, the peripherals into looking into other, you know, um, methods, methodologies, theories, and, you know, something I've been doing and I know you do as well, we, we, we dive deeply into, into theories and culture and study and learning and mm -hmm. reading and all of those things because what happens is there's this development that occurs with, with the, 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 the up level of your own professional upgrade as well. So mm -hmm. uh, we've spoken about the client's upgrades and I really want to speak about the hairdresser's upgrades. And the hairdresser's upgrade here is like, don't be afraid. And this is why I've put Evolve together because I've actually condensed all of this information that we've been talking about in these podcasts so that it is transferable to the hairdresser. So that that there, I mean, there's a glossary at the end of every module, there's a glossary of all the all the major words that we've actually used that are new new language it's a mm -hmm. language glossary that i call and so that you can start studying this new language glossary and start weaving it in to your professional services now what happens i'm going to i'm going to say this as it is because a frequency it actually changes the frequency in which you relate with your clients it upgrades your ability to communicate and relate with your client in a broader in a broader way it's it takes it out of just being about the hair and it broadens the concept of the human experience and when you start including language and awareness about the human experience when you're working with a client the client actually starts feeling whole that vibration actually that you're that you're relating in with your clients creates this energy of wholeness in your field between them they're starting to see that you see them as a whole person you understand them as a whole person it's not just subject to the head that's bobbing on their shoulders and that's all you're going to deal with it's like no mm -hmm. that head is attached to a body Let's look at this holistically. And, you know, when we're talking about what, what does it mean to be holistic, this is another part of it. You know, it's mm -hmm. like understanding the language that upgrades your holistic mindset of, well, I'm not going to just, as you were saying, I'm not going to just, you know, dye your hair or bleach your head. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, maybe we should actually lighten it a little bit so that we can bring more light into your face. You know, like even in that subtlety and that mm -hmm. gentleness of, you know, maybe we should just 
you know, feather it around your face so that it actually brings out your eyes and your cheeks and, and the shape of your beautiful face. This is like we're talking in a way that we're bringing the whole person into the service. It's not just the hair that we're separating from the being. So the, like mm. understanding the language, like you were saying before, understanding the language, weaving in new language, weaving in new words, and the understanding and the knowledge behind those words is what upgrades you from being a hairdresser to being a holistic specialist. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're going. And, and rites of passage is part of having the knowledge and the wisdom to become that holistic specialist. Exactly. And like you're, like you're saying, like a client can imagine when you're saying words like feathering, they, they imagine softness, they imagine, you know, I'd say they can see that. But if I just said, I'm going to do some panels around your face. So when you say panel, you think of paneling, right? Paneling from the whole, like, which is that fake, I don't know, wood that kind of goes on the walls, because they don't know what different techniques there are. So you have to be like, even it may be the right terminology for other hairstylists, but it may not be for the client, right? So if you say, I'm going to panel, I'm going to do this, I'm going to weave or, you know what I mean? And people think a weave, well, they may say, oh, well, that's just for different types of hair. I, I don't want to weave, right? But you mean weaving out the the parts. But I think too, there's also that, that it's a client's, but it's also the hairstylist. And I think there's a rites of passage for the hairstylist as well. From the first day they step into hairdressing school to the day they graduate to today they're on the floor in a salon to now they're, you know, competing and they're doing competition work and they're doing photo shoots and they're working with models or, you know, and then there's the days where now they're a manager. Now they're a salon owner. Now they've been doing hair for decades. There's all these transitions that have also happened for them too, that now upgrade them. So they're all, so every time they move to the next level, they're always upgrading and, or more responsibility. You know, as I say, if you went and you came into a salon, you're you're the, an assistant working at the sink. Now you're there with a client. That's a totally different experience. And mm -hmm. you you interact with them, not to say differently, because if you're doing your job properly as a shampoo technician, there shouldn't be that much transaction to when you're behind the chair because you should still be relating to them and what their issues are and getting to know them sort mm -hmm. of thing. But but a lot of hairstylists, I don't think they really know the rites of passage they go through, that hairstylists go through as well, that mm. we're both all this on this evolving journey for both the rites of passage for the, the, the client and also for the hairstylist as well. Because depending on where you're at in that passage, whether you're somebody early in the passage sequence or you're somebody that's passing through the passage or you're somebody that's passed, <laughs> you know, the, the passage, because some people are past the passage because they think I've been doing it for so long. There's nothing more I can ever learn. So as soon as you're at that part, then you might as well just die and give up <laughs> because as soon as you stop learning, as soon as you stop connecting, as soon as you stop thinking, as soon as you think, you know, you know, everything that's, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not doing any passages anymore because I think mm -hmm. we go right to it until we even, I think even after the career, like there's some hairstylists, they've been doing it, what they're 101, they're still doing hair. 
You know what I mean? I, I think personally, after a certain time, they should just give you an honorary license. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you been doing it decades? <laughs> you know, sort of, sort of thing. So if you're, if you're just watching and you're tuning in, we're talking today about rites of passage. Um, we're having a lot of fun. And we'd like to say, if you're watching it live or you're watching the replay, just kind of put in the comments. I'd like to bring you up and just celebrate you. And that sort of thing. And what do you think when you think of rites of passage? Have you had rites of passage? Have you dealt with clients going through stuff where you've done transformations for them when they're they're doing a new career or something like that? Um, you know, yeah, just be just be engaged. Uh, I know people are on here and and they may not want to engage. Uh, that's that's fine. You can just listen. But but the more you engage, it kind of inspires us a little bit as well. And, you know, or how long have you been doing hair, if you want to put that in there? Um, or if you're just enjoying listening to us chat <laughs> and and dialogue and that sort of thing, that's fine, too. But but yeah, what do you think about rites of passage for the hairstylist industry? And do you think when they're turning holistic or one in court more holistic, is that also a rite of passage for hairdressers? Um, I, I believe so. I mean, we have that model, that celebratory model when we when um, students finish Evolve. We actually celebrate mm -hmm. this transitional period of moving from becoming a hairdresser to becoming an evolved holistic hairdresser mm -hmm. and there is a celebration and that is our rite of passage and then there's another rite of passage when hairdressers move from being evolved to becoming transformation agents where they're actually holding initiation ritual and they're mm -hmm. really taking they're diving deeply with people going through major rites of passage and transition through a ritualized ceremony so it's like all ceremonial so there's there these are the markers in head ed and and for evolve and how we move through it but what I wanted to talk about was in a salon when you have an apprentice and you were talking about this before and I went wow yeah we don't talk about this you know I want to know like do you celebrate your juniors when they actually qualify you know when they finish trade school and mm -hmm. they're qualified now and they become a senior like their first year senior but what kind of celebra what kind of celebration what kind of rite of passage celebration do you put in place like this is part of the holistic model this is part of recognizing and celebrating your staff moving from one level to the next and this is like even if you've got a first year senior that's moving that's now become a fourth year senior and we all know that a fourth year senior is very different to a first year senior so mm -hmm. what kind of celebration when you go, okay, your fourth year, we're going to give you more, we're going to give you more responsibilities in the salon mm -hmm. now. Do you just give your staff the responsibilities or do you actually sit down and actually create a really mindful contract? And I'm going to put the word contract in here because we're also running businesses and this is part of us running a business and it doesn't have to be a legal contract. It's a an agreement mm -hmm. of sharing with each other going hey you know you've stepped up you're a fourth year senior now so in your fourth year senior responsibilities there's going to be blah 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 in it how do you feel about that what would you like what would what wouldn't you like would you like to be in the color room would you like to be on the cutting floor like what is it that you now want to really specialize in if that's the contract what i'm saying and 
when that agreement is signed, when that both parties have come, where the salon owner or manager and that fourth year senior signs mm -hmm. that document, that contract, it's not a legal binding thing, but it's like it's an acknowledgement. It's a rite of passage of going, I am now stepping up and taking more responsibility. And I'm bringing this to the awareness in our salons is like if we did more conscientious communication with our team and actually really bridge them into transitional, into shape-shifting moments, their rite mm -hmm. of passage through the salon experience, what would happen is burnout wouldn't happen because every single person, every single member of your team would know exactly what they've agreed mm -hmm. to take on. And a lot of things happen where it's like I, I'm running busy, I, I'm too flat out, I'm running behind, can you take that? Which can happen. But if mm. that's not in the contractual agreement, of one of your seniors or one of your juniors saying, yes, I am okay with doing that. Throwing something like that on them is actually causing burden on your staff and it's causing them to burn out at your expense. And it's really not a holistic mindset that we're talking about here. The holistic mindset is being conscientious of everybody's well-being in your space, everybody's responsibilities and what role they're playing in the greater unit of the team and how that, that team is harmoniously dancing together. So if mm -hmm. you take something and dump it on somebody that it actually traumatizes their body and it might be subtle that it goes on, but that that they're like, well, they've been trained, you can't say no in front of a client. So don't put your staff in a position where they can't say no and therefore are bottling up, which causes stress, which causes mm -hmm. all these other things to them. And this is the transitional, this is the rite of passage of understanding how do we shift our staff from one position to the next and mm -hmm. being conscientious with all of those elements that are coming forward or being left behind and mm -hmm. being passed down to the next person that's going to carry that responsibility for them. Yeah, and they really need to know because every time you upgrade, you also need to know expectation. And if they don't have that, what's expected of them now as a four-year as opposed to a one-year you know, with, with our staff, the same sort of thing. We celebrated big. So the, every client knew that they upgraded. They went to that level. They got flowers. They got balloons on their station to say, or now they've been given a station. So now the clients knew they weren't a shampoo technician anymore. They now passed whatever training they needed to pass. Plus, we also brought them out um, to dinner with the whole staff. So everybody mm -hmm. celebrated together as one unit. Sometimes they would get a gift card as well. It would depend. Um, you know, so then they they got something special for working that hard to to achieve that level. So it wasn't just overlooked. And it's like, uh, oh, isn't so-and-so at the same? I don't know. They're over there. But I think that's in life. If we always had set what the expectation was, it would be so much easier. I got married. What's the expectation? Had a kid. What should I expect? 
we don't get that guide most times of what to expect when you jump into things or you upgrade or the way, or even teen, like you said, uh, we'll use the ba uh, bar mitzvah as the, so once you're transfer transitioning into a teen, nobody has a guidebook with now here's the expectation of what it is to be a teen. You just, you either just, you know, you sink or swim and you figure it out. You know, and same with the salon. If you're not given much guidance, you just figure it out or you get traumatized or you you suck it up and you just do whatever or you ask questions or you say, hey, I need. So in your salon, anytime you if you have an upgrade system or a rite of passage system, make sure that at every level, everybody has an outline of the expectation of once they move up, what's expected from them. Because I know a lot of people that move from the sink, they're like, that's not my job. Well, number one, yes, it is. You know, um, the thing is, just because you're not at the sink anymore doesn't mean you don't still help out. Doesn't mean that you're, well, I'm a stylist now. The junior people can do it. No, we're still a working, uh, you know, a smooth working engine. But you have to know that if you need to step up, what does that mean? Does that mean you still assist at the sink if we're not busy? Yes or no? Does it mean now you're part of this? Does it mean so then that way the, the, the new person that's upgraded knows exactly what they're upgrading to? And I think mm -hmm. to be very clear that that sets then they don't have that trauma, imagine trauma. They don't have that burnout because now they're trying to figure everything out and nobody's showing them because mm -hmm. your salon is so busy. You know what I mean? Or because I think, too, that should be part of your training program in your salon for each level. And then they know what the expectations are. If you're level one, this is what we're going to train you in. This is everything for level one. Now you move to level two. OK, this is what level two is responsible for and so on. Even your senior people, because I know a lot of people say busy salon. We're hiring a, a, a stylist with a full clientele. You get a stylist with a full clientele. They're going to have their attitude. They're going to have all their own clients. They're going to do their own thing because they're in their own system. Mm -hmm. So where I, I always believe in uh, taking your juniors and building them up and mm -hmm. having that as your team. That's how I've always done it. I'm Sassoon trained and Sassoon's work the same way. They take everybody from the same level and they train them all up the same way. So in that way, you don't get all these different um, kind of things happening and it makes your your unit more cohesive and it makes your shop run a lot smoother because everybody knows what the expectation is and what they're supposed to deliver, what type of experience they deliver for the client coming in. Oh, wow. That's just like we, we've just, I, I feel like you've just shared a really beautiful business template there, Brad for hairdressers that are listening yes. at the moment and salon owners that are listening at the moment, like that is a really conscientious, holistic template of how to look at running and structuring your businesses for your staff, for your teams, to actually create unity and to, to, to create harmony between every single person that's working and clarity, which is so mm -hmm. important, which we don't have. I also wanted to bring into the conversation community now mm -hmm. because if we're, we're really if we're really taking a look at that hairdressers are the frontliners of community where our community so if you've got a salon in an area you're going to have the the demographic the community that lives in that area i mean unless you're a famous stylist and you've got people coming from all over the place mm -hmm. the demographic is 
is mixed, I suppose, from all sorts of places. But I'm just talking about our our salons that work in an area and they work within their community, their demographic that is around them. Your the that salon is, I believe, that that salon is a forefront for as a leader of that community. People in the community come to you to actually have go through change. So mm-hmm. it is really important that we are actually standing and taking responsibility for those connections that we make in our community and being aware of who's going through. We already know. Like mm-hmm. you know that Tom's moving, you know, he's he's just turned 16 and Mary down the road has actually just had her 30th birthday and Joe's actually just been promoted. Like this is your community. Mm-hmm. And we hairdressers have this information at their fingertips. We see it in our chair every day. So as responsible community, I'm taking it out of the salon and into the community, as as bridge makers between ourselves and our clients and our communities, ourselves and the client's self and awareness, like I'm if we can see what's like this little building block that's going on, taking responsibility and taking it another step further and actually bridging the internal and the external landscape of your client to create a more harmonious community. We're pebbling out now. One pebble Mm -hmm. drops in the pond and then boom, we have a ripple effect. That person that's coming into into your salon if they're actually aligned, because let's face it, most communities don't celebrate rites of passage. That we don't mm-hmm. in Western cultures. We it's actually, I mean, we've got Sweet Sixteen and we've got Twenty First Birthdays. That's, I mean, for us in Australia, it's Eighteen Birthdays because we can actually mm-hmm. drink and drive. How funny is that? We can drink and drive at eighteen here. Oh, <laughs> they go hand in hand, so they can't. Yeah. We only do one or the other, really, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's actually like a rite of passage here. Like in America, I believe it's actually twenty one where they can drink at twenty one. Mm-hmm. So they're actually um, they're recognised as being an adult. So as a hairdresser, having these rites of passage come to us, how do we take responsibility by actually having the knowledge? By when we're with a sixteen year old, going, oh wow, understanding, going oh, wow, these are the characteristics. This is the transition that you're in now. You can do blah, 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 blah. How do you feel about that? Like how do you feel about this newfound openness of this new shape shift, this new transition that you're moving into? These It deepens your conversations with your clients. And also it expands the knowledge and the understanding of your clients when they step out into community because finally Mm -hmm. they're in a place where they're taking responsibility and recognising, hey, I'm not just turning 16. I'm actually transitioning into a really important part of society. I'm really transitioning into a really important part of my community. And I love community and I love separating it. And on my website it's com unity because for mm-hmm. me it's the calm the calm of coming together the the collective mm-hmm. but the unitedness of that collective and this is something we do as hairdressers we work with our community 
and we actually unite people internally and externally to themselves by Mm -hmm. sending them off into the community as an authentic reflection. And in that, they're able to actually relate, communicate and create friendships and relationships with people from an authentic place. Mm-hmm. Well, in my, my shop too, we celebrated our clients. So whether it was their birthday, they would come in, we'd have a little cake for them, and then, you know, they get a free blowout. So that that shows that you really appreciate. And a blowout is really nothing, you know what I mean, to, to kind of give away rather than, oh, it's your birthday, here's a discount. No, it's like, we're going to celebrate you. You came or just say like they turned 16. We used to have roses for the kids when they came like that because they're they're passing. Now they're going to the next level of the upper teens sort of thing. So it makes them feel like so we used to celebrate the rites of passage in my salon. You know, when it was so we knew it was something special and that sort of thing. So it was different. Like I say, like a lot of people say, oh, it's prom time. But why not take that prom time and make it something more so than just a bunch of kids coming in all crazy, getting their hair done? Why not really make it an add to the experience for them? Mm. Because for some of those kids, it is a big deal because maybe they don't have the limo with all the popular people or whatever. They're just there. They're, you know, they're, they're kind of shy and introverted. And this is now them coming out into more of an adult. Mm -hmm. So why not kind of celebrate that too and say, Hey, we acknowledge you. You're coming up to be a more sustainable Mm -hmm. person in the environment, in the community. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, that sort of thing. And that's something we always done. I guess I never thought of it, but we just always celebrated people because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are coming in, investing in us. So mm-hmm. if I didn't have anybody coming into my salon, my salon would not be open, right? They're coming in. I, if, if they're not paying for their service, then I can't pay my staff, obviously. And it goes around. It's, it's, a, it's a circle, right? So, mm-hmm. but as I say, if you notice those things in people, and really get to know them as people. I'm not saying go deep into their life and say, tell me everything about you, because you still have to have that professional line. They are clients and we are a business, but you have to know enough. Or we used to also too make notes. Like so-and-so has a new terrier puppy. So-and-so has is retiring in two weeks or so-and-so is. So the next time you they come in, they're like, oh yeah. And you're like, how's your new little terrier? blah, blah, blah. They're like, wow, how did they remember with all those people that they see? How do they know? So if you even take little notes on their file that says, or they don't like orange, or they they don't like peppermint tea, like things like that, just little things, like what they love and what they don't, that meets, that helps with the rites of passage too, because then you're kind of along the passage with them indirectly. But as I say, as a, as a professional, like it really makes a difference for the experience and that rites of passage experience for that client. Mm, I 100% agree. It's it's such a big deal and it makes such a big difference really in in every single person and 
and and it unites it unites us with them them with community it's it's this as i was saying it's like a pebble that gets thrown in a pond and the ripples actually how they're how you're relating with them and how they leave you actually is a pebble a ripple effect that goes out into the community and it mm -hmm. starts really um uh vibrating through your community and let me tell you something from my experience of working in this way that vibration always comes back to you like mm -hmm. where did the vibration come from where where did that drop that penny where where did that pebble drop where did that pebble drop come from and they'll go oh okay i i, I was at so and so's hair salon and mm -hmm. i had this amazing experience and we had this amazing conversation and this is what was the outcome now that person's going to go wow that's amazing wow what that's just not a haircut that's actually an experience that you had mm -hmm. and they're conscientious like you were saying take little notes in the file in evolve they mm -hmm. actually have to keep a file on every client mm -hmm. like to do a full recording of what the session yep. was about what came up in the session so that it's not about the hair the hair is like this big mm -hmm. and the rest of it is actually about what went on with them emotionally physically spiritual like what went on with them in the session what did you notice what shifted what changed and so it's 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 actually really getting to the finite detail of each of our clients that again answers this question of what does it mean to be holistic this is what it means to be holistic mm -hmm. it means to take deeper care to be more aware and to pay more attention to the smaller things, to the smaller details of your clients, to listen really again from communication and every single, you know, podcast we've had, what are you, where are your listening skills at? Mm -hmm. Are you listening? Are you hearing? Are you listening with your whole body? Are you being attentive with everything when you're with that client? Are you noticing that you're getting fatigued, which is actually showing to you that, hey, I'm, I'm done now. I, mm -hmm. I can't. I, of my capacity i can only do two or three or one client a day now because when i give that person or those people this much attention i start actually getting i start tiring so like mm -hmm. what are the what are your boundaries if you were to step into this more conscientious work what would be your boundaries with that like these are questions to ask yourself and it's not like you see one client and you're not charging for the time you're charging for mm -hmm. the time because you've given them everything. You've actually shown up on the line with everything, not just a haircut. And I want to come back to um, key words and how to understand that. But, yeah, what's your take on that, Brad? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 well, important to have boundaries, but as to say that deeper connection, as I say, like even if it's like, if you find out what their favorite treat is, or I used to do that too. And if they don't come to you right away, but then you know they're coming, you go out, you make that extra effort. I think it's going to create a stronger bond. The client, as I say, it's not really about tipping, but I think because you thought of them, they're going to think, wow, somebody really appreciates me. And maybe you, just it's like conversation, not like, hey, blah, 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 and, and Halloween's coming up or say, hey, what's your, your favorite kind of chocolate bar or treat? It could be something. You could have a few in the back. Boom. You know what I mean? And you're like, here, surprise, right? Or just kind of leave it there, that sort of thing. But boundaries are really important too, always. Um, as I say, being authentic is important. Um, 
there's because my mind is going and there's so much and i'm like oh we only have this much time left (laughs) but 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 talking and that sort of thing but i think really yeah the communication is a big thing um connecting is a big thing um yeah just just really deepening that that relationship and dealing and really know what the rites of passage passage is or being more aware that it's happening for the client and also for yourself but celebrate those moments celebrate those things celebrate and not just oh you're here for your wedding hair oh let's make it into so when when brides came in for a wedding we had you know we had fruit for them we had pastries for them we had mimosas for them or orange or whatever because you're now adding to that experience it's not like oh we got this bridal party in and you you're creating something more for them a deeper connection, you know, and whether they come back or whether they don't, uh, I don't think should matter. I think you should give because you want to give and, and, and make that connection with them. Cause even if they don't come back, they may recommend somebody else who will, because they may be your biggest advocate and they've only been to you once just because of that experience they had in whatever they were going through. I'm in a new town. I'm retiring. I'm, I now have a job in another country, uh, whatever it might be, or, or they just moved in. Like I'm new in town and most people get that. I'm new in town. I'm looking for a new hairdresser because mm-hmm. we've all had that too. And mm-hmm. then now you're like either great. Let's have an amazing experience with this new person. Let's discover who they are authentically. Or you could say, I'm going to freak out because a new person, I'm comfortable with the people I already have. I don't want to have to be challenged to do something new. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think, I think that kind of fear goes away as you get to know your client and really who they are. Yeah, another one we get to, we may have done this in a previous podcast, but they always say, nobody can do my hair like my last hairdresser did. <laughs> Or that last person, they wrecked my hair and I've never been happy with anyone. I hope you can do better. <laughs> Great comment. <laughs> really inspires you as a stylist when you it, get that first off the bat. Does. But, but, I think, but I think for them, I think the wow factor is when they come in and you don't throw them at the sink right away, you don't whip them in the chair right away, say, oh, we're going to do this and you run quickly and you run to the back, you mix up the thing, you slap it on their head, you know, it's like, I okay. So since you've had that experience, let's really get to know you and see what the missing pieces are mm-hmm. in this in this puzzle sort of sort of thing. But there, there, there's so much to unpack, obviously, in all these episodes and that sort of thing, too. If anybody wants to say hi, you can. We'll bring you up. It's a quiet audience today, even though I know you're watching intently. You're probably riveted to your chair and you're there. You're bound, you know, speechless <laughs> about the profound <laughs> wisdom that that Mary Anna and I have. I understand fully. <laughs> fully, fully, fully. fully. I, it just, when you were talking about, you know, like celebrating your clients, I, I remember when I was in the salon, when I had my salon in Melbourne, um, I used to get all my business, all the CEOs and all my business, my white collar suit people mm-hmm. used to come in on a Thursday night because it was the only time they could come, either Thursday yeah. night or Saturday morning. And a lot of them preferred not to come on a Saturday morning because I had children. So they used mm-hmm. to come on a Thursday night. And this became it started becoming a pattern. So I thought, what do they need? What what are like people working in an office all day long? What do they need? Mm-hmm. So what I noticed is they needed is they needed a drink mm-hmm. <laughs> back then. We're talking yep. about 
you know, then. So I used to have made sure that I had a variety of different drinks in my fridge mm -hmm. and I used to get bring in food. Yes. And I used to actually, we used to change the music so they actually were out of that whole work environment and we created a whole environment specifically mm -hmm. for our people working in offices that were locked in a room yep. all day working on a computer and a screen and they had an experience now mm -hmm. that exponentially grew that thursday night like it was booked out for eight weeks our thursday mm -hmm. nights were booked out for eight weeks in advance especially between the hours of five and nine at night mm -hmm. and the reason why that happened was because the word went out that oh you should go to that salon on a thursday night after work because it's awesome mm -hmm. and we didn't charge extra for the food and the drinks it was actually part of that experience mm -hmm. the experience yeah in the evening and what you'll find and this is like stepping out of rites of passage but it still is you know we're still mm -hmm. talking about empowering you to actually create experiences in your salon and if you understand the consensus of a, of a demographic that you're actually serving but potentially at a particular time, mm -hmm. what kind of experience can you actually put together for them that's going to lift and expand that, mm -hmm. not just for the moment of them having the experience, but actually for the extension of them going out, going, oh, my God, that was just like the most amazing night. I've, it was better than going out, mm -hmm. going to and that's what our, our um, clients used to say. Coming to you on a Thursday is more fun than me going out somewhere and doing something because I have more fun in the salon. Mm -hmm. And what we need to do is every by the, by the end of the evening, every single client knew each other in the salon. We Because they were drinking and they were eating mm -hmm. and they were socializing, so if they had a colour, they'd get up and they'd stand in the waiting room and they'd get to know one another and we'd have plates mm -hmm. of and, and cheeses and stuff all over the salon space. And I had a three-level salon. Mm -hmm. So have, we used to have food and drinks. And so it was more of an atmosphere of mm -hmm. coming together of community. So what I'm saying is it's like it's you can create community in your salon. You mm -hmm. can create these experiences that celebrate your clients every yep. time they see you. Yeah. It's, and is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a great way. And as you say, you did it with office people, but you could say like this month, we're going to celebrate and pick a different one from every month. And that's a, a great way. Today, we're going to honor nurses. Today, we're going to honor, you know what I mean? Like mailmen, um, like mail delivery people we're going to do. So because they know, they all know each other or are in the same field, or we're going to have for real estate agents right? Like something like that. And you honor them maybe that one Thursday a month. That's another way to bring people in. We also used to do right before Christmas too. We had all the guys come. We had a night for the guys to come in. So then they could get all the stuff for their wives or girlfriends, partners, whoever. So they didn't have to feel like, oh, it's weird being in a salon. And then we would guide them and you make it more social. You have it for a couple hours and they can kind of, you know, chat and, and that sort of thing. So it's not a matter of get in, get out, but then they're still getting service. But then again, they're going to now network with more people from the community, but then you're now going to be a hub where people want to go. And to me, I think that's still a rite of passage because you're, you're going into a different passage uh, into something that you wouldn't normally experience. 
right? Mm -hmm. And now, now you're being part of the community as having it accessible to create something as opposed to, you know, we just do everybody. Why not? Why not have it more specialized in your salon at holiday time or just to say every month, you know, once a week might be too much for people. But every month, if you just pick a different place and say, we're going to honor you in our community, everybody who's in that can come and then do some kind of stuff in your environment. Um, there's mm -hmm. lots of ideas out there. Create a lot of your own. Talk to your st staff. You know, have an expiring powwow meeting, you know, and say, hey, what do you think about this? What should we do? And once you have that template, you can just duplicate it over and over and over. But you're getting all these now new people into your business you may not otherwise have in there. And then now you're being also part of, you're also reaching out and being part of that community too, rather than mm -hmm. you being separate from your community. You know, where if you take the, 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 you're putting the calm, but if you don't have the calm, then you just have the immunity, <laughs> which I don't know if it's a good thing. <laughs> I think that's mutiny, mutiny, not immunity. <laughs> it, it, it's actually just recognizing that hairdressers are a part of their community, full mm -hmm. stop, you know, yeah. and, and we're also leaders. And I'm going to keep on drumming this in every episode. What, what's remaining is that we're leaders of transformation. If mm -hmm. clients come to you, they're coming to you because you are the only person that can support their transformation. You are the only person that can support their transitions. You are the only person that can help them change, that can help them become identified with what's going on inside of them so that the outside world, their community, your community can relate with them authentically. So it is, if you put it in that context, it's a really big role that hairdressers play with their clients, with their communities, with their demographic, and how we enable translation and transformation to occur in the greater space of what it is that we do. So let's stop looking at it so narrowly and start looking at it expandedly so mm -hmm. that we are incorporating everything outside of our four walls and we're really looking at it as being a part of the ecosystem within we live in with where we live in and becoming a part of that ecosystem and a support to that ecosystem and that is my dream is that where you know hairdressers become a part of their ecosystem and they start actually filling that ecosystem with wonderfulness New word I'm making up today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, as I say, like tonight has been, or, well, tonight for me, or like um, today has been inspiring. But also, too, if you want to go through your own rite of passage into the world of being holistic, um, I want to, as we wrap up, kind of let you know about some of the things that we're doing. And if you would like to continue the journey from online to offline and in person, um, I'm going to show you some stuff. We're going to chat quickly. And so we're going to say, so if you want to know more about Evolve and go deeper as a holistic hairstylist, check this out. I feel you. Yeah.
So if you sign up for Evolve um, Head Ed, so basically um, it's a, a course that's going to dive deep. But if you sign up, you can also join us just before in January on an amazing cruise. So let's look at that. So what a wonderful way to get upgraded. Can you imagine spending, so this January 2024, Mary, Anna, and I, and friends, will be on the uh, Resilient Lady. So what a great name, Resilient. Resilient Lady, who's, who is going to leave from Melbourne. And we're also then going to go towards Hobart, Tasmania. So if you remember the Tasmanian devil from the cartoons from years ago and that fiery energy and all that kind of stuff. So maybe this is your a chance to upgrade. It's your chance to, you know, dive in deep. It's your chance to upgrade your skills and, and maybe go through a new rite of passage into a more holistic type of uh, you know, a life where you didn't know how to implement it before. So this is great for anybody who wants to change, um, you know, from the inside out where, mm -hmm. where, where you're going to be guided through different exercises. You get to meet a lot of different people. You get to network. You get to be celebrated. You get to laugh, cry, you know, jump in the ocean, you know, so to speak in life and in, in, uh, you know, in, in the beach as well, sort of thing. Um, and, and learn all about these different things that we've been talking for the last, you know, nine weeks and the three more weeks sort of thing, just to kind of get in there and be part of it. Um, yeah. If you want to mention anything quickly, Mariana, will do that and we'll wrap. Absolutely. Yeah. What I want to mention is that Evolve starts on the 1st of February in 2024, and that's our first kickoff for uh, the curriculum. Our first module is actually launched then. And Brad and I have actually fused Evolve in with the beauty industry cruises so that everybody that jumps on Evolve for 2024 has an opportunity, especially if you're here in Australia, has an opportunity to meet me in person where I'm going to take you through some somatic exercises and prepare you for the evolved journey for the whole year with me. Also, for people that are listening today, I'm going to offer you Evolve for 2024 at 25% off if you use the Evolve code. But what you need to do is go to www.headed.com.au Follow the Evolve link and book your discovery call with me so that we can see if you're ready to evolve and become this holistic specialist that we're talking about for your future to upgrade what from what you're doing into what you want to become in a more holistic way. So 
jump on my website and uh, book your discovery call with me soon so you can receive that 25% off for next year for Evolve 2024. Exactly. So just head to www.headed.com.au. Check that out. You can also follow Head Ed on Facebook and you can also go to IG and you can follow Mary Anna at head.ed.evolve and you can check it out there. You can also follow me on IG at uh, Brad Celebrity Hairstylist, also Beauty Industry Cruises as well on IG uh, and the same. You can come to uh, Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast on uh, Facebook and you know all the links are there. We thank you for joining us and we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.